Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word and that helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you always to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody in your life turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get into the final section, as I plan it at least, right now, for of, of our general theme, heart troubles. We're talking about problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. Now, we've already covered 12 different sections that I have individually focused upon as problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. This is number 13, and as I said, I plan for this one to be the final one. Unless my mind changes or something clicks in my head where, you know, something comes up and I realize here's another one that we really could focus on in a productive way. But as of now, I plan to bring this series to a close after this week of studying heart troubles. Now, we've already talked about 12 different heart problems And again, we're talking about from a spiritual perspective, problems of the heart that have nothing to do with our physical heart in our chest, but it has to do with who we are from a personal and especially spiritual perspective. We've talked about laziness. We've talked about anger, hatred, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, pride, arrogance, harsh judgments, fear, weak faith, ingratitude, and we've talked about prejudice. This particular section, I want us to focus upon what I think we can use to bring this series to a close. Selfishness. Selfishness. A lot of people may not think about selfishness that much, even if they're practicing it, even if they are embodying it within their mindset, their heart. Selfishness is something that's really common, and I suspect that probably almost every one of us is, well, probably every one of us is tempted with selfishness to some degree at some particular point in time and probably repeatedly. Now, whether we give in to it or not, whether we actually embrace it or not, that's on an individual level, but I suspect that pretty much every single one of us becomes tempted to be selfish at times. Now, selfishness, is this really a spiritual matter? No question that it is. In fact, we find numerous, and I'm talking about a multitude of verses of Scripture that teach us either directly or indirectly on this particular subject, this particular problem of the heart, selfishness. I'd like us to use as something of a basic text to launch into this study, Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul wrote there to the church, to Christians at Rome, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. Now, that last statement in in those two verses, 
let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. You see, there's a focus on other people there, that we are to purposely and purposefully have in our minds, in our hearts. Now, notice he points to those who are strong. We then who are strong. He's not talking about physical strength. He's not talking about being able to run a marathon. He's not talking about being able to lift 300 pounds over our head. He's talking about being strong spiritually, that we need to bear with the scruples or or the, the some of the weaknesses, if you want to think of it that way, of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Now, that again is a an important transition section in this text of Scripture, not to please ourselves. Selfishness is centered on pleasing me, pleasing myself. I want, I, I, I desire, I want the, whatever it might be. It might be a material object. It, you know, children, we as parents try to teach them to not be selfish. They don't want to share their toys, do they? So a little brother or a friend comes over and they see one of our child, one of our child's toys, and so they pick it up, and start playing with it, and our child gets all upset. Maybe starts crying. Maybe goes over and grabs it out of his hand. Maybe hits him in the arm because he's selfish. Well, he doesn't understand selfishness. That's one of those principles that he has to be taught by his parents, and so we quickly stop him from his behavior, and we teach him share, share with little brother or share with your friend. We're trying to teach him to not be selfish, to not embody that ugly negative characteristic. And it is ugly and it is absolutely negative. So Paul says, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves, not with the focus primarily upon ourselves, for our benefit, but rather let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. Now, what does that word edification mean? It means to build up or to encourage. Well, what does selfishness mean? When we look at it in a kind of simple way of defining, it is focused on your own interests, your own desires, your own needs as you see them, your own wishes as being more important while ignoring those interests and desires and needs and wishes of others. It is to be self-seeking, self-centered, self-interested, egotistical, and egocentric. You see, all the focus in being selfish is on me, what I want, what I desire, what I wish for. I want something that in my mind is going to make me happy. And what if you need it over there? No, no, you can't have it because I want it. You, You have a particular need? Well, you need to take care of that. That's your problem. I want what I've got. I want more than what I've got. You see, We can express it in a whole lot of different ways. We're talking about being selfish. 
Now, the word selfish is used in the New Testament in connection with the other word ambitions, and they we can think about those when you put them together. They're, again, it's an ugly characteristic. It, it's an ugly mindset. Now, to be ambitious can be very positive, to be ambitious in and of itself. You may want to be ambitious to do a good job at work. You may want to be ambitious to fix up your house in some way that's going to make it more comfortable, more valuable even. You may want to be ambitious to be able to learn a new skill. Maybe it's a sport skill, or maybe it's a professional skill. And so you want to be ambitious to learn that and do a good job and be able to use that to benefit yourself and your family. Well, those are good, good positive qualities, uh, qualities in, in referring to that particular characteristic of being ambitious. But when you attach that word selfish to it, now it changes the character of that principle, ambitious, altogether. It turns it into a negative and into an ugly negative at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20, the apostle Paul wrote this, for I fear lest when I come. Now he's writing this to the church at Corinth. So he's addressing Christians here. He says, I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish. Lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults. In his first letter, recorded letter to the Corinthian congregation, Paul addressed and dealt with a number of problems that were not characteristic of Christianity that members within the congregation were experiencing. Now, maybe the congregation as a whole might have been trying to deal with those, but they were letting things go. Things had gotten out of hand to at least an extent, so to speak. And so he says, now in this second recorded letter, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20, he says, when I come to you again, I, I, I fear lest I shall not find you as I want to find you with your Christian character as the church and as individual Christians built up in the good positive, good positive way that, that you should have it built up in by now, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish. In other words, I'm coming, if need be, to exercise discipline upon you. And then he says, lest there be, and so apparently he's saying, I've gotten word, and certainly in the first letter, we get that impression very strongly that these particular actions, mindsets, problems existed within the congregation there. Now, he had written that first, that first letter to them, telling them these things cannot abide. They cannot be tolerated. You have to deal with these and put them away. And so he says, lest there be, when I come, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, 
backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults. Now, you look at, at some of these negative, ugly characteristics of humanity, <laughs> and he includes within that list, right about in the middle, selfish ambitions. This selfishness is not something that ought to characterize our identity as a Christian, as a believer in God, and as a follower of Jesus Christ. So we're going to look deeper. We're going to look at several more verses of Scripture or texts of Scripture that warn against, teach against, and even condemn selfish ambitions, selfishness, if we want to just boil it down. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your will, to guide us in the truth, to instruct us in the ways of righteous Christianity, how we ought to be living our lifestyle as Christians, and to correct us when we mess up. Help us, Father, to make the proper applications to our lives and help us to put away selfishness from our lives, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.